Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! That's why I don't keep candy in the house. Because <laughs> yeah. if I do, it's just going to get... Yep. I'm going to eat it all I and then I'm going to feel bad about myself. Oh, yeah. And Stay then I'm going to get cavities trip. and... We stopped at a gas station. I went out of town this weekend and I uh, forgot my toothbrush and I had so much beer. I woke up the next morning and my mouth just felt Ugh. disgusting. I was Did like... You even like use your finger? No. What are we doing? This is the Feeny Call. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Feeny Call. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the clinkety clack of iced coffee in a mason jar and the gentle crunch of Valentine's Day M&M's. We are recording this in June. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> is that really? Are those Valentine's Day? I mean, they were They have not been sitting there since Valentine's Day. All right. Welcome to the Feeny Call. Yes. That's what we're doing. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. I hope you enjoyed our cold open. Uh, for three whole minutes with whatever Megan decided to leave in woohoo <laughs> editing I have all the power we'll fix it in editing post. today we're doing season one episode 14 14 the B team of life yes uh, on this podcast if you're new we talk about Boy Meets World yeah because it's 2019 yeah what else are we gonna do <laughs> uh, what, what else are we gonna do so we talk about it and it's just great just watch it no we have to Been pretend there. like our Done voices are important in the world. Someone wants to listen to this. Yeah. At least, on average, 37 people do. Yes. <laughs> thank you to those so loyal thank you to 37. You. Yes, we so appreciate you. And um, if that's at all any of my family members, I am so sorry for how much I swear and how much of my life I'm divulging on this not. podcast. But also, vulnerability is important. Listen, you're who you are. Don't apologize for it. <laughs> Words are words, all right? I still care so much what my family thinks about me, like so much. I don't know if anyone else does this. It might just, I'm sure, I'm sure that it's not just me, but I care so much about what my family thinks about me. Mm-hmm. No one else, just my family. Is your family, You're fine. are they supportive in general? Oh yes, they're very supportive Someone do whatever you want. <laughs> I know, I'm scared if I do whatever I want, they won't be supportive oh. anymore. Do you think that this uh, has it all to do with any issues from when you were a child? Oh, all over the place. Let's just Left go right, right in. Let's, Let's do just, it. <laughs> I just, you know what? I had therapy earlier. I'm here. Let's, Let's go. It. Let's dive in. Yeah. And uh, were you ever left alone for any considerable amount of time? Surprisingly, no. Oh, I was all Actually, the time. <laughs> though, I will say this. I woke up one morning when I was three and I could not find my mom anywhere. Yeah. She was outside in the garden. I just oh. didn't have the common sense to look outside. Oh, you were three. I ran all over the house and I thought that she had left me. So I went into the family room, sat on the couch, cried myself to sleep, woke up when she came inside and was like, you woke up, you're on the couch. And I was just like, you left, you were gone. You Aww. left me. And she was like, I was outside. I was like 10 feet away. What are you talking about? That's she was great. like, why didn't you come outside? I was like, I don't know. I love that. So that's my story. So that's why you're scared that so your family won't I'm think you're scared. good enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. We just solved all of my family issues and great. my attachment issues. That'll be and, $95. Uh, <laughs> no. And we don't accept out-of-state insurance and life's a nightmare. Um, <laughs> Life so nightmare. go and have some therapy. That's what we're going to tell you to do yeah, today. Listen, everyone you, can benefit from therapy. It's true. If you don't see a therapist, you probably should because there's probably something wrong with you. I certainly should. So I can I could probably benefit from therapy. I've never, I I'm such a proponent of it, and I so advocate for everybody. Mm-hmm. And yet I have never gone myself. 
Oh, you should. I know. I've also haven't been to a doctor in the city of Chicago where I've lived for two years. I haven't been to a doctor in oh two my. years. Maybe. Oh no! Oh no! My teeth have been cleaned. But you haven't been to a doctor. Well, my mom's a dental hygienist. Oh my god! So my mom cleans Jeez. my teeth when I visit. Jeez! Can so you like, I hit my two this dental guy over here. With, you know, my two dentist visits a year where they get them cleaned and, and taken care of real quick. That's basically the two times I go and see my parents oh every my. year. My my mom cleans my teeth. Oh no! When my mom my parents came to visit Chicago a few months ago, my mom brought her dental instruments with her and no. cleaned my teeth. Yes. She also cleans Sarah's teeth. No, Sarah goes to a dentist here. <laughs> Sarah uh, has the common sense to go to a dentist. Listen, I've never had a cavity in my life. All right, fair. And I get my teeth cleaned twice a year by my mother because growing up, we never had dental insurance. <laughs> and so my mom would just bring her, bring us to her office on her day off I mean, listen, and clean our teeth. That's... We... My grandpa was a pediatrician, so we didn't go to the doctor to get physicals for school. My grandpa just did them. I so, mean, listen... If it's in the family and yeah, someone does that profession, family. whatever. Yeah. My grandparents and so my mom would, uh, when we would go visit my grandparents, all, I re- remember this, we used to go all the time to New York to visit my grandparents and my mom would bring her instruments with her and clean my grandparents' teeth in Brilliant. their kitchen yeah. because they were old and didn't leave the house very often. Um, and she would clean their teeth right there. So, yeah. Isn't that like the whole point of having kids so they can take care of you in your old age? I guess. <laughs> I'm going to do such a bad job of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, bye, I'm moving to California. My folks are going to be like in a nursing home. I'm going to be like, Peace. <laughs> That's not true. I'll take care of you if you're listening. My dad doesn't want to go to a nursing home. And my dad wants my his ashes scattered. He wants to be like set out on the lake where my grandparents have their lake house. He mm. wants to be like put in a canoe and sent out on the lake, like Game of Thrones style. Like, like, you want to shoot, shoot it shooting, with a flaming, flaming arrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, Viking funerals? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that sounds that's, fun. That's, anyway. Uh, my dad's made it abundantly clear that if he is no longer in a position to live in his own home and take care of himself, he would like for us not to prolong that experience. Just take him out back in execution yeah. style. Shoot him, <laughs> take, like shoot a, him between the eyes. Like a lame horse in the 1900s. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, listen, you gotta do what you gotta do. He, he has made that very clear. My mom has been less than clear with what she would like us. Yeah, my mom doesn't My brothers talk about and I, it. when she is old and uh, in need of decision making. Why is that? Moms are like, I have to outlive everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my mom is 10 years younger than my dad. My dad ran a marathon at 60. That's, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that was like on, on his bucket list. Yeah. And he ran a full marathon at 60. Good something that I cannot do at 25. Killing it. A personal layer of hell is me running having to run for a long period of time that's fair that's fine i mean you're not alone in that there's a lot of people that really hate running yeah. mm-hmm. i don't love running but i feel pretty good after a run so like i gotta force like i feel shitty during it but after i've run and i've showered and i've got my breath back mm-hmm. i feel pretty good um, all right we should probably talk about the episode <laughs> considering we're 13 great minutes so <laughs> b team of life my turn for the recap right yes it is all right here we go i got the clock you got the clock so the boys all try out for the basketball team and they're all hovering around and uh, they are talking about how shitty it would be to be B team. And then they get up there and they find that Corey is second string and he's upset about it. And then he uh, goes home and he's trying to talk to his family about basketball 
and they're all more interested in Eric and Morgan's lives and he feels like he's second string in his own house and he complains about it and they all feel bad and so they go to his basketball game and he finds out that he's home alone and then they find he finds out that they went to the basketball game and he goes with Feeney and he ends up getting in and scoring some points even though the team was already ahead and they're proud. What was that last word? Proud. Oh, prob. What did you think I said? Prob. Prob. <laughs> what is a prob? And they're prob. Like a short for problem? They're so prob. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was an interesting episode for me. Yeah? Why is that? Um, because it deals a lot, I feel, with uh, kind of family dynamics and uh, child order, birth order psychology a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Dealing oh, with getting into the middle child. I'm not the middle child. I'm the youngest. I'm also the youngest. But Before we get further into that. Yes. Do you have any trivia? Oh, yes, I do. So, fun little trivia that really has nothing to do with the episode, just fun trivia in general. Uh-huh. Um, wait, where is it? Where is it? Where? Oh, okay. A 2011 article in the New York Times listed Boy Meets World as one of the most iconic sitcoms of the 90s. Cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. So, listen, we're not, uh, we're not making this up. This is a true staple of the 90s according to that opinion reporter who yeah. made a listicle for the yes, new york times the new york times i wonder if they worked at buzzfeed now <laughs> they just regurgitated that same listicle um, skylar does not care for buzzfeed no it's listen buzzfeed is fun anyway if you work for buzzfeed <laughs> and make listicles just know yeah i'm kind of jealous of what you probably do during most of your day <laughs> And so I'm lashing out. <laughs> there you go. So it's really just a jealousy thing. Right. It's jealousy. I'm lashing out. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. So interesting episode because mm-hmm. of family dynamics. Yes. Proceed. Middle children, middle child syndrome. Yes, definitely. I mean, being the youngest, I never specifically experienced that. I'm not the baby of the family, but I'm not so not the oldest because mm-hmm. I was always the baby of the family. Right. Same. So yeah, I never really had that particular I definitely have my own set of baggage from being the youngest for sure and especially having a brother as charismatic and intelligent as mine me being kind of the artsy black sheep of the family where I was like I really want to like go to like a four-year school and I want to get a theater degree and Mm -hmm. my brother being the smart smart one that he was who took all the AP classes and got straight A's and it was so not me sure but I definitely don't understand the middle child syndrome I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah, for it's, sure. I know. I know plenty know, of middle children. My, I, I'm the youngest of four boys, so technically Oof. speaking, there are two middle children, I guess. But even in there, my my brother Greg caught the most middle child life, I guess. Was he the second middle or the first middle? It's the younger middle. Okay. So is that, I guess the second, second. middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a parent. And uh, it must be hard to equally love your children. Especially when you're outnumbered. <laughs> Hello. I feel it's like true. one for... There's a good moment. I actually made a note of this. There's a great moment where the Matthews are in the kitchen and they're kind of strategizing. They do. And they do that. accept that whole, okay, we outnumbered ourselves. I think we've been... We need to like give a little more attention right, right now. They recognize, they recognize it. that they're maybe not being super fair parents to yes. their three children. And, and I do appreciate that. Because I feel... At least for my family, whenever I were to complain about my brother or him getting more attention or the differences between how they treated me and my brother, my parents would get very defensive about right. it. Right. It was like, oh, you don't know what we're doing. It's yeah. Been, you know, You're not a parent. Right. You don't understand. They're not placating him. We do treat you differently. We do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's a very, it was, it's like a nice, they're taking ownership. Yes. And I think Alan tries, he goes like knee jerks to that place yes. of like, 
oh, whatever, you know, we love all of our kids. And mm-hmm. Amy's like, no, hang on. Like, we might be fucking this let's one pa- up. Yeah, let's you know? pause. Let's think about this. Let's, let's talk it Some through. Some cool, level-headed strategy. There. Again, the Matthews showing what superior parents they are. Really great parenting. Such good Top-notch parenting. parenting conversation in that kitchen. And such a lovely little, like, moment for the two of them. Like, yes. when she hits his butt. Yes. It's a sports thing and gives him a little thing. wink. Like, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love them. I love them so much. They know. They're great parents. Okay. Kicking off the episode with the the B team, whole A team, B team thing. And they go up to the list. Sean looks, he sees his name, and he goes, I'm not kidding. Surprise Arama. Yeah, it's the most 1990s thing that's that? ever been said. I don't think I've heard that in any other sitcom. I don't think I even heard that growing up in the 90s. Who says Surprise Arama? Someone said it somewhere. Unacceptable. Yeah. I could not. And the way that he says it, too, it's Surprise just. Surprise Arama. No, you know what it feels like? It's uh, something Bobby in a goofy movie would have said. Yes. And if Bobby had said so it in a goofy accurate. movie, fine. <laughs> Bobby from a but goofy a movie is my like favorite 90s, Disney character. Like, yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> Why are we always wearing gloves? <laughs> the stoner character yeah. of Disney. The greatest sure. Disney character that we don't get to see in other stuff. This was an episode that, while it did dive in a little bit into kind of the family aspect of it, we've been kind of dealing with their whole growing up situation for the past couple episodes. Now we're back to a family episode. I laughed a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. This was a funny it's episode. It's a funny episode. Him coming in after Feeney's like, the lowest form of life makes its crawls <laughs> its back way. And he's like, I'm here. here. Yeah, it's good situational That's good. comedy. Eric in his room where he's lifting weights and he's like, it's because I'm not a senior. And he's like, you're scum. You're scum. <laughs> that, I was laughing during that. It is, it's a good, it's a funny, funny episode. episode. Minkus has some great comedy he in does. his cheer. He's so excited to be on that. BG. And you know what? Good for good him. Good for him. Good for Minkus. There are certain, here's the thing. I was a very athletically inclined child in general, but I was not athletically inclined to certain sports. Mm -hmm. I was very good at volleyball. I was very good at uh, gymnastics. I was good at dance. I was not so great at basketball. I was Mm -hmm. an average soccer player. It's very selective at which sports you are exceeding. Sure. And I was pretty good at soccer, and then like everyone steadily outpaced me as we got older. Yeah. Even though basketball is not Corey's jam, that's not to say that he's not good at all sports or whatever. Right. I had plenty of friends who were on what would be the equivalent of the B team when sure. I was in. I mean, he's a highly unathletic looking child. <laughs> uh, and he's short. And he's, he's short. That and was always what was not working in my favor. I was very short. I was very short. And so I was pretty good at soccer, and then as everything got everyone got older and everyone got bigger like I was not getting much bigger yes Um, correct and I made the B team for the first time when I got to high school I was on I was always on the A team in middle school Mm -hmm. I was on the A team in my travel league Mm -hmm. and then I got to high school and I tried out for the soccer team and I made the the B team or junior varsity or whatever Mm -hmm. it was I don't know which like again as a freshman fine you Mm -hmm. know I guess that makes sense or no, no 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 I was like on the because there was varsity and junior varsity and within that there was like a first and second string within those teams and I was like second string junior varsity so like the lowest of the low on the soccer team basically yeah but like that was good for me because basically like I was getting outpaced in soccer kids were taking it far more seriously than I was now and I was interested in some other stuff and also so my soccer team at my high school was not actually a school sanctioned sport Mm. it was technically like a club 
And so there was, it was not funded by the school in the school mm-hmm. district. So there was a hefty buy-in to being on the soccer team. Oh my. Oh, it was like a $700 what? price tag to be on the soccer team. Absolutely. And not. so when I made B team of like JV, I was like, you know what? I'm not playing soccer. It's not worth it. Yeah. I'm not about to pay $700. Mm-hmm. Like my parents and I had a conversation and like I actually approached them about it because I knew how much it cost. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to play. Yeah. I know that. And you know, like it's stupid for you guys to pay that yes. money for me. And they were willing to, they were like, I mean, we'll pay for you to be on the team. And I was like, no, when you're younger, your parents just kind of shove you into a bunch of stuff just to figure out what you kind of like, what you right. dislike, it's what you important that you at. get that exposure yeah. and the, the chance to try stuff so much. I think the thing that I, narrows down a little the bit. thing that I enjoyed the most about that middle to high school transition is I finally got to say, I don't really care for this. Yeah. I really like doing this. Right. I remember being really nervous telling my parents that I didn't want to play soccer or wrestle anymore and that I wanted to just commit my time to theater and chorus. <laughs> like I said, the youngest of four boys, I felt, and they were all athletes mm-hmm. in, in very competent athletes in mm-hmm. their respective sports. And so I felt a lot of pressure to, to do a lot of that. You know, like my brother Trevor was an all-state state champion soccer player and mm-hmm. Spencer and Greg were football players and wrestlers. And so I played soccer and I wrestled. And so like I had a piece of all of it mm-hmm. and was not as good at any of it. Mm-hmm. And I had exposure to theater and to singing and chorus and things like that and really enjoyed it because it's just some of my friends that I was kind of rolling with who were really into it. Uh, and so I remember it was the end of my freshman year of high school when I like officially dropped sports altogether yeah or I dropped competitive sports altogether and committed myself to like performing arts mm-hmm. and I remember having like a really difficult time working myself to up to tell my parents and they were I mean they were wildly supportive they were like if it makes you happy and you seem to be pretty good at it then mm-hmm. we're thrilled for you yeah uh, man I can't so. imagine being a parent having your child come up to you and say I want to do this thing with you knowing that they're not good at the thing. Yeah. It'd be so much different because I went up to my parents and I was like, well, I'd prefer to do theater. This is what I want to do. I was already a decent dancer and a good vocalist. I've been doing it since I was three. Mm -hmm. So of course they were like, yes, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine not having any vocal technique, not being good at it, Mm -hmm. whatever, being so laughably bad at it and coming up to my parents and being like, I want to do this. And what kind of conversation would have ensued? Yeah. Or I mean, if I, I had been that's... like, I want to be a physicist, they would have been like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> you dropped out of physics. You know this, right? Like, right. you did not want to take I think that's the time to, to have, like, a really realistic conversation with your mm-hmm. child about skills and aptitude. And, again, not in any way deterring them from pursuing that. Just mm-hmm. making sure they understand what it will take of them to achieve that. Yes. A lot of hard work. Right. And like, that's fine, you know, and and being supportive of that Mm -hmm. choice either way. It was a good episode all around because I feel like there wasn't necessarily a negative aspect of it. Uh, because we find out that his family went to the game and they were being very supportive. And even Sean bringing that magazine to school and being like, look at all these people. Yeah, that was so was sweet nice of him. To be like, it's cool to be, you know, if you're fine, yeah. it's fine to be on the second string. At first they made like a joke about, you're not going to lose your friends and then run away real quick. Right. But then they still come and sit with him at lunch and yeah, they yeah. brought that magazine and that was so nice of them. It's true. You got to yeah. learn those hard lessons, you know? True. You get older. So it gets more people are better at some stuff than you and that's fine yeah it shouldn't determine your friendships there's I'm, no. in the next season there's the episode where Corey's like but I'm not cool and Sean's like who cares right. we're still best friends like yeah I'm gonna hang with you because you're my friend and I right. don't care about all these people like they're surface level people yeah. where we have a connection and we're gonna hang out anyway 
I think this is another good episode of kind of that Sean Corey relationship nice. kind of budding. We see it starting to bud a little bit. But yeah, did you talk about what you learned? Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked a little bit. I think it's it's kind of been diced up in there, you know, just talking about it's it's great to learn again, like in the last episode you get older, you things change. Mm-hmm. And you won't keep up in some areas and you'll excel in others. And uh, you just got to know that about yourself mm-hmm. and that that's in no way detrimental mm-hmm. for you, you know, if you're not, you're not the basketball star mm-hmm. anymore because you still haven't grown at all. Like, that's fine, mm-hmm. you know? And again, if you really want it, you can work really, really hard at it and you can get it probably. It's just going to take you know? a lot more. It's just going to take more. Sometimes you'll be more naturally inclined to it. Yeah, I think it's valuable to learn that. And I think also this episode is a great, we've already talked a little bit about this, but just the, the great idea of uh, support, unconditional support in yes. the family. And yes. the family's going to drive 30 minutes away just to mm-hmm. watch a game where he doesn't even play. I had soccer games where I didn't even play and my parents were present at some time, you know, and I, and I remember being upset the first couple of times that I really, like, that I didn't get played in some of my travel teams. But, uh, you know, my parents were always there, yes. always supportive. It's yeah. great. It's, it's, it's important. I feel incredibly blessed to have a family as supportive as my family. Right. There were even, I remember being in college and some of the shows that I was in had more risque material. Mm-hmm. So I always told my family, sit this one out. You don't have to come to this one. You're not going to like it. You're not right. going to have a good time. You're not going to like seeing me play these roles. Yeah. They still came. Mm-hmm. Even though they sometimes they didn't like the subject matter. They surprised me with how supportive they became, even yeah. though they didn't care for the That's subject great. matter. They still like showed up for me, and they were still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel incredibly blessed to have a family that was supportive. Right, same. As supportive a very supportive family, and I'm so so thankful for that. And if you don't have a supportive family, we care about what we, you're doing. Yes, we can't come Tell to your soccer game, doing. but we let care me about know it. what you're doing. Send me a video so I can see. If you're like playing in a concert or something. We're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. (laughs) And I'm so sorry that your family wasn't supportive. You can come hang out with mine. Mine is incredibly supportive to everyone, all my friends, all the time. That's true. MVP? MVP was Amy. Yeah. Because I think she's kind of the one. You you were right. When Alan kind of has that knee-jerk reaction, she is very much like... It kind of goes to both of Matthew's parents, but specifically Amy, because uh-huh. she was the one who was like, we need to re-strategize this. We need yeah, to think yeah. about this. And so she kind of holds that little meeting, gets everyone back on track. I mean, she kills it. I'm going to give it to Feeney. Because... <laughs> How did I know? You know it always does. Uh, because he has no obligation to drive oh, this kid to not. this game. Except for the fact that the kid just took his dinner, so he has to go get dinner anyway. I mean, Which he should have gotten more mad about that. He should have been more upset that his whole chicken was his now buried. Chicken. That's not just dinner tonight, but that was probably lunch tomorrow. That's yeah, true. <laughs> and he's and a teacher, he just, you know? Yes, it's not like he has all the money in the world to so, go whatever. He's, he just he handles that situation with such grace. He does. He has a great conversation with Corey about you know, growing up and understanding mm-hmm. that you may excel at some things and not in others and that that's not a, like a bad, you know, he's like, it's a good thing maybe that you made yeah. the B team. Like here's the, op, you know, the spin on it. Mm-hmm. Mink is just thrilled that he made the B team just to be like, in, you know, that yeah. whole, so yeah, Feeney just, he gets, he gets those moments in there too. He does. And he drove him to the freaking game. He did. Man, good if I had my 11 year old neighbor who I also was their teacher and they annoyed me, I probably would have been like, 
fuck off. Yeah, right? Like, get out of here. Get <laughs> off of my get lawn. Inside. You stole my dinner. <laughs> you stole my dinner. How dare you? Now you want me to drive you to a basketball game. I would like to say, though, if, my, if I had gotten home and my parents hadn't been home, I was 11 at the time, I would let maybe 20 minutes slide and then I would start freaking out. Mm. I would lose my mind. Oh, see, I would have responded very similarly oh, to how no. Corey did. I would have lost In my mind. In fact, I think there were times where I did come home to that, where I didn't know where my parents were, and I just kind of like would sit down and be like, all right, whatever, and like do my normal thing. In high school, I would have been fine. But in middle, at 11 years old in sixth grade, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I was definitely I left was home. not at a, a young, kid, for young sure. age. Well, I mean, I guess I had older brother. Like, usually I had a sibling home. Mm-hmm. It was rare that I would come home and be the only one there. Yeah. Even, yeah, even my brother would be home whenever right. my parents would have to go do their right. thing. My mom would be It was store. rare that not at least one of my brothers would yes. also be present. But I also, I mean, I never took the bus. So oh, my see, I parents was a public. drove. I, I bust. Yeah. Yeah. My parents drove me to and from school or I had some sort of carpool that would drive me to and from school. And when my brother started driving, then my brother right. drove me to and from school. So, right. or I always had after school activities. But anyway, that's, yeah, I would have lost my mind if I had come home and no, nobody would have been. No, home. yeah, it was, it out. was pretty, I mean, he both my parents worked. So well. I would have been in the same situation. I would Turned never expected my parents and... to be home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, my brothers usually work or yeah. they came home from school like with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was rare that I would come home and no one would be there. Yeah. Uh, but had I, I probably would have responded the same Similarly. way. Yeah. 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 Would have done my homework, watched some TV, forage for food, figured it out, you know. Um, this is also a really good Morgan episode. She does she's have so some great sweet. bits. She's, she's so sweet when she comes down and she's like, no one's in my room telling me a bedtime story. And it's really funny because she has a couple moments where, like, she kisses him and he's like, must you kiss me? And then she's, like, going up the stairs and blowing him kisses. She's great. So cute. A lot of times on TV, I often will see brother-sister relationships and they'll be very touchy-feely. And I'm not like like that with my brother anymore, but we used to have no personal space between the two of us. There's so many pictures of us like wrestling or we're playing some sport or there's even pictures where like he, I'm napping on the couch and I'm like covered in a blanket. He's lying on top of me on the blanket. Like just like no personal space trying to like crush me to see if like my lungs will actually hold out, you know, older brother stuff. Sure. I I get kids at the museum all the time that are excited. Mm -hmm. They're like, their sister will like run up to do something and they'll walk and be like, that's my sister. And I'm like, great. And then like, they'll go and do it too. And they're like all over each other. Yeah. When you're younger, you, the personal space is like, there is none. Yeah, it's true. You come in and like, I used to jump on my brother's head to wake him up in the morning. Like just no personal space whatsoever. Uh, we got some errors in this episode. Oh, don't get me started. Tell us about it. Listen, there are, there is not one. There are two boom checks today two i lost my mind because one is very subtle and i was like all right let it slip the second one is huge it is and i will post pictures on the instagram it's of like both the of entire them. boom it is the entire boom mic in the shot the first one happens okay first one happens when Corey says excuse me i'm still alive for free when he's sitting on the couch with alan uh-huh. and eric just came in and is asking about the car uh-huh very subtly at the top, it kind of does like almost a half moon sort of thing. It just kind of sweeps in the very bottom of it. You kind of see it. And I was like, all right, that's pretty typical. We've seen that before sure. in past episodes. But there, then at the very end of the episode, Amy is walking down the stairs and there is just full boom. It is full boom. It's all there. It's all there. If you have not seen the episode, go watch it. And you might not catch the first one. 
but the, the second, second one, one is big and proud. Is, Amy, it's a yep. shot of Amy on the stairs. It's loud and proud. Yeah. It's the whole thing. It's so. true. I will put pictures on the Instagram. It is, we haven't, I mean, last episode we saw it in was episode 10. So they only made it four episodes yeah, this time. It's true. This was a closer gap. So uh, another a, thing, ugh. the bit where Corey comes in mid lecture is funny and all. But in his conversation with Feeney afterwards, he definitely references that lecture mm-hmm. and a part that he missed of it. Uh, I don't remember the specific. I was going to say, verbiage. what does he say? I know he, that he says something about he Darwin. He references something about like Darwin and this lecture that Feeney mm-hmm. was giving. And he does like a very specific reference to something Feeney had said when he was not in the room. That bit, too. <laughs> it doesn't make that. any sense, but it's a funny joke. So They just needed that in there. Is that it? Yeah, that's I think wrapped that's up. Pretty much it. All right. Um, cool. Yeah. Follow us on apps. social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Email us. Yeah. Feeny Call Podcast at gmail.com. Um, like and share. And like and share, and yeah, definitely subscribe. share with your friends. I feel as though we're. I feel as though there, at least from what I've seen on Twitter and Instagram, there is kind of a. There's a little bit of a market still for Boy Meets World stuff. People are still getting excited to see the characters mm-hmm. at the um, events that they go to. And so share. If you even... I, it's not one of those like super talked about shows, but everyone yeah. that I've seen really loves it. Everyone gives a big so, sighing, yes, yes, whenever you bring it up. You exactly. Know? So you never know if you're out and about and uh, you're just... Someone mentions Feeny or something, just be like, hey, I also know Listen about this, this podcast. podcast. That's true. I was at a festival this weekend and there was a, a vendor selling like I vintage did see that. tank tops. I had a friend vintage. send me. Oh, yeah. Those. They yep. were selling like tank tops with a They're lot of like old Topanga. pictures. And one of them was a, that shot of Corey and Topanga and, and like their posed little school picture style thing. And according to the New York Times, it's one of the most iconic sitcoms right. from the 90s so well and you know what i was walking by and somebody was talking about this and with the vendor and they were like yeah you know a customer earlier reminded me of that i had completely forgotten there was a part when Corey breaks up with topanga yes couple and episodes well specifically though like Corey doesn't dump her no that never happens that never really happens they break up they break up but he never breaks up with her no it's always she always breaks up with him the second time it was pretty right mutual with the dance more or less but otherwise she always breaks up with him yeah and so like they're talking about this like yeah he broke up with her i was like i wanted to yell at him like no he didn't no he didn't he did not sir you're wrong sir (laughs) didn't get into it sarah told me not to (laughs) (laughs) she was like just move and stop (laughs) so (laughs) just walk away just keep going well we'll 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 won't see you we'll You'll hear us next we'll time. Talk at you. <laughs> we'll talk at you we'll next talk time. We'll probably at you next time. Fast dismissed. <laughs>